When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and now we're going to turn the show over uh, to our loyal listeners. As, as Brian just told you, you guys have asked great questions, uh, that Cade York one being one example of it. Uh, so we're going to head over to the uh, Twitter account and take a look at some of these questions we've gotten. Uh, we, we just talked about Noah Brown. Uh, at I Got Soul asks the questions. I Got Soul. It says, hearing Noah Brown has been one of the best receivers in camp so he far. Has. In your opinion, does his performance so far say more about how good he is, or does it say more about how bad the rest of the receivers are other than Lamb and Tolbert? Does he look legit? He looks legit. He does. And this is a six-year guy, and I think that he saw what happened to Cedric Wilson last year. Yeah. I really do. Got paid. Him him and Cedric Wilson were kind of like being – both being used – Interchangeable. Interchangeable. Yeah. And all of a sudden, then it became interchangeable, interchangeable. And then all of a sudden, it was like Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, you know, and it was, and, and, and Noah Brown didn't see the light. And one went and got paid, the other just kind of playing on a veteran minimum contract, you know. And I think that maybe that Noah Brown's to that point where he's like, listen, I've got to, you know, remake my body, work on my hands, work on my routes. I mean, he ran some beautiful routes with Gosh, the cuts. His footwork is so much better. Footwork this was year. so much better. So to me, that it's legit. It ain't. It ain't that everyone else is a bag of you know what. It's legitimately that Noah Brown is playing well. Yeah, and he's he's a guy that in the past I'd say he's one of those reliable every year. Oh, he's the training camp star. Yeah. We're hearing about it, but it is different this year. The way he's winning, the things that he's doing, it looks different. Like I said, that footwork, yeah, the foot quickness. He's that's been my issue with Noah Brown for several years. Like. To me, it looks like he's running in molasses at times. He's, yeah. he's not a fast guy. He's not very agile. Um, he's just one of these kind of like, you know, savvy guys who finds the right spot. You know, he'll block. He'll, he'll make a catch every now and then. Uh, but I thought this year he looks legitimately improved. And I, I we need to pull him aside, honestly, and get a chance to ask him, like, hey, what did you do this offseason? Yeah. What were you working with? What were some of the things you focused on? I, I think that that's been one of the fascinating developments so far at camp. Uh, Coach Hudson, one of our loyal listeners. I like Coach Hudson. He asks, uh, is Tyler Biotish far and away better than the next guy? The next guy, of course, uh, Matt Farniak. He says, haven't heard much about him during camp. Is no news. Good news. Okay. He's been okay. Biotish has been okay. Farniak has not I think they've struggled inside. I think they've struggled some inside. Yeah. And and maybe that's just because the defensive tackles have been damn good. Yeah. But I think, like, as a group, they've struggled inside. So, I'm not willing to say that Farniak is so much better than Biotish or anybody else that's getting reps inside. They've been bad at a couple of spots. I mean, hey, I'm going to be honest. Tyler Smith's had some problems. You know, uh, Connor McGovern's had some problems. Zach Martin had a problem or two. 
You know, they've had some problems at center. You know, it, it hasn't been really, really, really super, super clean uh, inside because I feel like that those the rotation of defensive tackles have been that much better. Yeah, Farniok, I told this to you earlier today, Farniok's been a disappointment to me. I was really hoping he'd come in here and, and look better as a challenger. Um, we saw him today getting some of those fullback snaps. He was, you know, when Connor McGovern wasn't in there doing fullback or Zeke wasn't in there doing fullback, they were trying it with Farniok, but uh, that's a guy who looked really impressive in the final game against Philly, obviously against backups, but second, third team snaps here at guard and center. Farniok has not no. looked great to not this looked, point. So no. I think that's been a disappointment. I think they would have loved to have find somebody to take Tyler Biotish's job from. Yeah. I just don't think they have anybody. They feel not right good now. Enough. They don't currently have somebody now. Uh, next question from at Logical Cowboys. Uh, judging by camp, are they moving CD around frequently? There, it's interesting. Yeah. We're, we're not going to see everything in their bag. They, nope. they did a lot of that install during OTAs and stuff, and they did it on the days where we weren't going to be able to see. Right. Um, so, so we're not going to see a ton of stuff. I did say, uh, and, and just to dovetail quickly. We did talk about those whip routes, those little pivot yeah. routes. We actually saw them running those as drills today, like yep. running around cones. So that's definitively in the offense this year. I'm really excited to see how that gets used, potentially, especially for a guy like CeeDee Lamb. I feel like that's something that would really take advantage of CeeDee's skill set. But they are moving him around a little they bit. Not, he's, he's mainly Motion, been outside. Slot, but, yeah, yeah. Moving, they are trying to get him going, at least – put up some matchups if they can. Not not a lot of stuff at the snap. He, he's kind of just motioned and then and moved to a specific spot. But, I mean, he's been outside. He's taken some reps inside. And I think that's a big thing to them about how they've cultivated their receiving core. Tolbert, Lamb, Gallup, I think all three of those guys, they believe we can play them at any of the three receiver spots. They're interchangeable. We can, you know, have them run around. It's not like a slot-specific guy. It's not right. like a guy who, like, well, that's an X receiver. We don't really put him inside or anything like that. So I think that that's been an encouraging aspect of camp has been how ready CD Lamb has looked yeah. for that number one receiver job. So I think that that's something uh, that you can definitely say is happening. Is that yeah, they, there's been some frustration from CD Lamb too early in camp. Him and he, Dak did work yes. really on the right page. When, when when Anthony Brown was disrupting all those passes in the red zone to CD Lamb at that one practice, I think he got to lose it last Friday. They they had a little sidebar and yeah. talked over to the side. And, you know, I think we talked earlier about the chippy practices and some of the frustration. I actually think the Cowboys are, are fine with that. I think they're happy to yeah. see, all right, let's see some, you know, let's see y'all pissed off at practice. Let's sure. see y'all getting into it and chirping at each other a little bit. Yeah. But, yes, CeeDee Lamb, from what they will allow us to see, I think we're seeing the evidence that he's he's going to be moving around a little bit. Uh, next question from Dean Julia says, bigger impact this year, Sam Williams or Dorrance? And mm. Additional question: Best champ at a big leap this year: Osa, Chauncey, Gallimore, Dorrance, or Kelvin? Okay, Osa. So the defense. So the defensive guys they picked last year. Yeah. Plus Gallimore and Dorrance. So okay. Osa, Chauncey, Gallimore, Dorrance, Kelvin. Chauncey Golston had a few really good yeah. reps today. By the yeah, way, yeah, he sure did. And they were playing him at defensive end. I, I think. Time. I think. I think what we've seen from training camp is that. Obviously, it's just training camp, but if training camp's any indication, Oso Digizua is going to have an incredible I think so, year. too, if he could stay if, – if the health and he, he gets through that that wall of getting beat up. I mean, he he is always going 100 miles an hour. Uh, I would say he's been the most impressive of the defensive linemen yep. that I've been able to watch. Now, I'm not counting uh, Parsons as a rusher no. as a defensive lineman, but I, I will say when you talk about the defensive tackles, the three technique, him and – 
Gallimore today, I thought were really, really good. Inside. Yes, this this was the first practice to me where Gallimore stood out. Yeah. Um. In fact, I was when I was looking over that list just now and reading it, Osa, Chauncey, Gallimore, Dorrance, Kelvin. I was like, okay, Kelvin's clearly had the worst. He's had the struggle. Group. He struggled the most. But but outside of the others, when when I just moved removed Kelvin from Dorrance, Osa, Chauncey, Gallimore, yeah. like, I actually think Osa, Chauncey, and Dorrance have been better than Gallimore for the most part during this camp. Yeah. Um. And Chauncey, especially as a guy who's Kind of playing a new position, bulked right. up, moved inside. Uh, but well, I think Dan Quinn said the plan all along was not to play him at in like he did at Iowa, was to play him as a as an inside technique. That's that they needed Dan, a year in the weight yeah, room. That's exactly right. Yeah. Gallimore's another one who I think he said he put on 17 pounds of muscle this offseason. Yeah. He looks bigger. He does. And he I does. think he's gonna be he's doing gonna play that one. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Um, would you say right now your your best guess? Three technique opening day is is Osa one yeah. tech is Neville yeah yeah I, I think that's great yeah. so and then the other fault there bigger impact this year Sam Williams or Dorrance for you I love Dorrance Armstrong yeah. I really do we interviewed Pete Sam Tyron we, Smith we, a couple we, times the other day we, we interviewed Sam Williams today I I say this about Sam Williams I think there's a lot less pressure on him if they didn't have Dorrance and Fowler and some of these other rushers and maybe even Barr I think it's taken a lot of pressure off Sam Williams for have to be that guy. Yeah, I, yeah I, think, I, I think they can just use them as like, hey, pin your ears back. This is, let's go, like, yeah. You know, what, you know what they're doing with him a lot, and, and I've been kind of surprised by it. I didn't expect him to do this. They are putting him in at three inside, tech. Inside, he's playing yeah. three tech. Yeah, he has. And he, he's a guy who I don't think people realize just how they think of him Long. as kind of Micah-like. Oh, he is boring. built like a tank. He's, he's a big guy. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, Armstrong, uh, though, is my guy. I, I do feel like that Armstrong is going to have a, a big season. That's a, that's going to be your pet cat my from pet cat. now until the end of time. Yeah. Uh, next question here from Bland, uh, Brandon Linderman. Uh, he says, what undrafted free agents have looked good? Who are the players uh, to watch in pads as we continue to go along? Uh, so the undrafted free agents that have looked good. I think today with the running back, with some of the touches going away since Rico Dowdle wasn't there, uh, Malik Davis, the running back out of Florida, I thought had a good day. Yeah. Um, and that's coming off a of practice where he was really frustrated. You remember Nashawn Wright hit yeah. him late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got really frustrated, I think, with Tyler Coyle in that practice. Yeah. And he came out today and, and ran tough and, and showed some burst and, and that's not really – that wasn't his game, really, at Florida. It wasn't burst. He, he wasn't, you know, going to be a, a speed guy. But I think he, he looked pretty good in this practice. I will always go back to Isaac Taylor Stewart as a guy that I, uh, I like. In my second life, I want to come back as Marquise Bell. <laughs> Marquise – that's the name. Marquise Bell has definitely Marquise flashed. Bell – I didn't realize – I stood next to Marquise Bell. That is a full-grown man. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could strike matches on him. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he is that rocked up. And, you know, the other day we were talking about how the safeties are filling in the alley yeah. and killing some of the running game. I see why, because we were talking like, Bell, oh, Bell made a play. And I, and it wasn't until I stood next to him that I realized it. I'm like, holy jeez. Yeah. You know, and I get it. And I'll tell you what, you want a guy, you want to I don't think he's a long shot to make the team. No, I, I kind because of think he's I have a feeling he is going to shine in these games, these preseason games. And when he shines, he's going to make the team. But you put a guy like that out there, there's probably some of the off the field stuff that got him. Yes, right. Transferring to Florida A and M. Was he from Maryland initially? Maryland initially. Yeah. So and you know going to Florida A and M. But man, physically he is as good looking as a kid as you'll ever be around. And I think the ability is along with how he looks. And, and you know, it's funny because we, we kept hearing buzz out of the building yeah. about, hey, Marquis. They Bell, were talking Bell. about him. And we I remember we watched him in OTAs and many camps. It's like, 
sure, like he's okay, but like nothing like really stands up. I'll say since we've been to camp and since the pads have come on, I think he's flashing now. Like now yeah. it's like, okay, there it is. And that's, you know, that's why they're, they're in their jobs. These coaches and scouts is because they, they can see that before the pads. But I, I think since those pads have come on, you're seeing Marquis Bell, not just doing stuff in run support and, and filling those lanes. Like you talk about, he's done some good stuff in, in, in coverage at times when he's been on tight ends or backs or, or some of those other things. That's the role they envision for him. They want him yeah. to be J Ron curse. Uh, young J. Ron Kirsten into the future. Uh, we mentioned Isaac Taylor Stewart already. It, it bears bringing up a, as a name. Again, I don't know how much he stood out, but they clearly seem to love Dennis Houston. And I don't know that. I don't know if that's Robert Prince. I don't know if that's Kellen Moore. I think the Lance Lenore comparison is so dead on. Yeah. Um, because Dennis Houston is a guy that they clearly seem to think really, really highly of. I had liked Aaron Hansford. They had to release him in order to assign Anthony Barr. Yeah. Um, a matter of fact, I've had a couple of my gang of seven guys, mm-hmm, a couple of those yeah. teams ask me about him, what yeah. happened with him. So that, you know, here they are, they're helping me with stuff. Now I'm trying to help them with stuff. So yeah. So, so I, I think that when you look at guys who have stood out for me uh, as the undrafted free agents, Isaac Taylor, Stewart, the corner. Yeah. He looked good in OTA. He's been get, think about him. Uh, some of the chatter here, maybe uh, they want to see it uh, show up. Man, some he of the can't study, be missing practice, though. Yeah. Man, he, that's a struggle right now. These young guys can't miss practice. They that's, got a lot of them missing practice, yeah, too, with like Ferguson now yeah. missing practice, things like that. Um, but yeah, Malik Davis, I think somebody who's shown up now with Rico Dowd allowed. Um, then you mentioned it, Marquise Bell. He's obviously Bell, Bell, one. Bell by far is my guy. Bell, Bell's that guy. I think that, um, when you talk about somebody who was, you know, really didn't get a chance to see the field last year, kind of lost his year. Vasher, obviously, yeah, the guy who hasn't played, he kind he of lost, a rookie guy, yeah, because yeah, he lost his whole year, right? Um, but Vasher is a guy that I think really stands out. And again, I, I just I feel like that's going to be a Robert Prince special. I think he really, really is impressed with TJ Vasher, but. Thanks again for your questions. Thanks again for hanging with us. Of course, out here in Oxford. I'll still be here uh, as we continue on. Brian is going back to Dallas. I wish it's I was just, staying. I'm not going to lie. You wish you were staying so you could have that that air temperature as That's low as 66. I can. 66, yeah. I mean, Bobby tries to freeze me out every night. He does a good job, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I will be back in Dallas. Bobby will be here in Oxnard. And we're going to have this thing covered up, buttoned up. Trust me. And when they get back to Dallas, uh, Bobby and I will be there every day as well together watching this. So, I'm looking forward to uh, kind of uh, reading about your coverage, hearing about your coverage, and uh, seeing all the information we get out of it. Your, your final takeaway from a week and a half of practices as Oxnard, what's the biggest takeaway you have? The defensive side of the ball is really well coached, and the defensive players respond very well to those coaches. And Dallas has got, I feel like, a richest of some of these defensive linemen. I really do. I like what I see at defensive tackle. I like what I see on the edge defensive end. Some of these preseason games are going to be fun watching these guys rush the pass. I think they're going to get after people this year with these guys. Just a numbers game. I think they very well may end up having to cut four or five guys who end up on NFL. I tell you what, we always say that, you know, and then, but I I don't disagree with you on this. And maybe you take one of those guys and a surplus guy and you move him for a wide receiver or something else you can use. Maybe a kicker. That's not a bad play at all. All right. We'll talk to you guys again next week.